Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Health Conversations. Let's welcome our A-team guest, Teresa Hoog, who's CEO of the National Osteoporosis Foundation of South Africa. Teresa, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. And good evening to you, Patricia. So this uh, day is a very important one in uh, the health industry as it marks World Osteoporosis Day. Um, and uh, the National Osteoporosis Foundation of South Africa that you're CEO of is advocating for better approaches to diagnosing and treating osteoporosis in, pa- uh, in patients. Let's talk about, firstly, the definition of osteoporosis before we even get to how is it diagnosed. Yes, okay. So osteoporosis literally means porous bones. So the more porous your bones are, the more frequent they will fracture or you will break a bone. So it's porous bones, um, and that's in a nutshell. Right. So porous bones, um, how does it manifest? I've heard very young people saying they've got arthritis. Um, So is osteoporosis and arthritis the same thing? No, and I'm glad you asked that question because many people um, really don't know the difference between the two. So osteoarthritis affects your joints. So that is a disease where you, you, um, it's usually the wear and tear of the joints. So you get an inflammation or an inflammatory disease of the joints and it's painful um, and you can see it. Osteoporosis affects the bones itself and it makes it more porous so mm-hmm. that it breaks more easy, break more easily. Um, so that, that is the difference. The one affects the joints, okay. the other one... Yes, yes Teresa. Can, can you hear me? Sorry, yes. sorry. Um, so the one affects the joints and the other one affects the long bones. And so the more frequent fractures that you experience with osteoporosis are usually the forearm, when you fall on your on your wrist, you can break back. Um, the vertebra, your backbones can be, uh, can crush and you become shorter or bowed over. Um, and the more serious consequence of osteoporosis is the hip fracture because about a third of people um, die within that first year after having suffered a, a hip fracture. So that is the, basically the difference between the two. So... Um, in terms of osteoporosis, how does it manifest itself? Okay, so we call it the silent disease. So it's one of many silent diseases. You can't feel your bones becoming thinner and more porous. So the first sign you usually have is a bone break. You, fr- you fracture your forearm or your hip, and those are usually the first, first signs of, of having osteoporosis. You can also become, without you actually noticing it, you can become shorter because your vertebrae are actually becoming uh, more squashed because of the osteoporosis, they're more porous. But osteoporosis in itself is a painless, silent disease. So you don't know you have it. It's almost like having a high cholesterol and the first sign of a high cholesterol is a heart attack. And the same holds true for osteoporosis. Wow, this is very scary, right? Um, and I understand why today is so important in terms of making sure that people get diagnosed on time. Um, so how does one go and check themselves out for osteoporosis? Okay, so <clears throat> I think you need to know what your risk factors are because there are many things that can lead to osteoporosis. 
Um, we live in a country where HIV and um, malnutrition is rife. All those diseases can lead to, to, to osteoporosis. So you need to know your risk factors. Have you had a family member who broke a bone, who broke a hip? Um, do you have any chronic diseases like cancer, like diabetes 1, type 1 and 2? Did you go through an early menopause? Do you smoke? Do you drink too much alcohol? Did you go through an early menopause? Have you lost some height? Um, rheumatoid arthritis, um, your malabsorption diseases like celiac or Crohn's disease. Um, lactose intolerance, we've got so many risk factors. So if you know you have risk factors, you go to your doctor and you ask to go and be sent for a bone density test. It's a painless test. It takes about half an hour. It works on the principle of x-rays being sent to your body and measuring your bone density. It's not a normal x-ray. Normal x-rays can't really detect osteoporosis. This is a specific bone density measurement done by a DEXA machine. Sure. So it, it, what then I would ask is, um, can you get assistance uh, from uh, public health services? I mean, do we have bone density uh, x-rays in our public facilities? In our public facilities, there are very few bone density um, uh, machines. So obviously there's a big, big gap there. But there are other, other measures. There's something we call a, a FRAX score. So that if there's not a bone density machine in your hospital, in the public hospital um, or the provincial hospital that you attend, they can determine your fracture risks um, by doing a simple test on a, on, on a computer. In the private sector there, we have many more bone density machines. But those are, the tests are costly. It's not covered by our medical aid, and that's what we fight for at the, at the Osteoporosis Foundation, is to get osteoporosis recognized as the serious disease that it is. Because if you think that almost 4 million South Africans at this point in time might be living with osteoporosis, and I'm sure that only a small percentage of them are diagnosed at this point in time. So they know fracture. And the one bad thing about having a fracture is if you've already had a fracture because of osteoporosis, your chances of, of fracturing again within the next two years doubles if you don't get any treatment. And that's what we're fighting for today. Wow, it's a fight that uh, really needs to be fought hard. And I think um, uh, everyone uh, in South Africa should be galvanizing be behind this cause. Because, Teresa, if we don't have enough um, equipment to test and diagnose uh, patients for osteoporosis in our public health care, and we are also marred by the fact that the machines that are available in the private healthcare are expensive, but those with medical aid still don't get the benefit of accessing these machines because it's not covered by medical aids in South Africa. It, it seems like an uphill battle that you guys are fighting. Yes, it is an absolute up, uphill battle. And <clears throat> something that I've been really, it's close to my heart. So I won't, I won't keep, I won't stop fighting for this. Because you know what, what is so sad, and I can and I speak now um, to the to the private medical aid, that you know what a prescribed minimum benefit is. Medical aids need to cover those chronic conditions that are prescribed minimum benefits. So on that prescribed minimum benefit list 
are the treatment for fractures. So they will make, they will heal your fracture, they will prepare the fracture, but then they'll send you home on your merry way to have a next fracture without treating the osteoporosis to prevent the next fracture. And it is so costly to have those fractures repaired in any hospital, whether it's in a, in a state hospital and whether it's in a private hospital. The costs are incredibly high. And just to prevent that next fracture just by paying for medication is a fraction of the cost of what, a, of what repairing a fracture is. So it's actually a no-brainer just to pay for the medication to prevent, to treat osteoporosis and to prevent the next fracture. Here's a message from one of our A-teamers saying, uh, regarding your talk on osteoporosis, Discovery Saver programs do not consider osteoporosis a chronic condition, so my monthly costs are not paid for. This means they'd rather pay for me to have a fracture than monthly treatment. Absolutely what I was saying. Mm, mm. In, in, in mm. your, in your um, you know, endeavor to ensure that medical aids uh, start covering um, osteoporosis in their PMB, uh, prescribed minimum benefits, are you, are you galvanizing the, 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 the patients who are already <coughs> diagnosed to, to come behind you, sign petitions, something, doctors <coughs> uh, to do something, or are you just doing it on your own as a foundation? You know what is what is interesting is that we uh, today we've had about two or three patients that really that took part in webinars, and that we that we gathering around us. Um, it took a long time to just get patients to come to the fore, um, because it, it's I don't know why it's just interesting that people with osteoporosis just do not want to get involved. Um, we're getting there. We're getting there because I think the patient voices are much more important in this fight than anyone because they experience the pain, they experience the discomfort. They, because one of the the other sad things is even if you've had a fracture and you didn't die within that first year, more than half of the patients who's already had a hip fracture will never function independently again. So that means that they need either full-time care to go into an old age home or a frail care facility, or they, and if they can't afford that, they have family members that need to look after them, um, which has also a, an emotional drain on that on those family members. Many people can't even work further because of their osteoporosis fractures. So we get, we're getting our patients there, we're getting the patient stories out, and I hope today makes a bit of a difference in terms of getting the medical aid and the Council for Medical Schemes and the Department of Health um, just to recognize that osteoporosis is not going away. In this country of 60 million people, only about 18% um, are over the age of 50. Can you think what that, what that is going to look like in 20 or 30 years' time when, when our age population is going to be much larger yeah, and the osteoporosis yeah. fractures are going to be much higher um, because we expect osteoporosis um, fractures to increase by 240 percent by 2050 globally and the other scary uh, statistic is that globally one a fracture an osteoporotic fracture occurs once every three seconds so um, those statistics need to 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 be to to make our, our policymakers and our our medical aides need they need to be aware of those statistics 
Um, but we're making, we're getting there. We're making some noise, and and by doing programs like this, and and I've done a few today. Um, I think we're making a noise, or we're starting to make a little noise because this is a silent disease, and we need to make a noise about it. We need to definitely make much more noise. How can we join in in uh, um, making sure that we support uh, the National Osteoporosis Foundation of South Africa? You know what? We also are a full member of the International Osteoporosis Foundation, and there's a there's a paper. Uh, policy paper that that you can sign. It's on our website. It's on the International Osteoporosis Foundation's website. The other thing is we have a support group for patients um, at the National Osteoporosis Foundation. And the more people we get there who share their stories, the more we can share their stories with the world. So join the foundation. Um, it's free membership. You can um, go to our website, and our website is www.osteoporosis.org.za. We're on all the social media platforms. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. So please join our social media platforms and just help us make a noise as widely as possible about this disease. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Teresa. What a great pleasure and an eye-opener it has been. Oh, thank you for having me, Patricia.